Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Ben Meyerson staff writer at Tomahawk Nation. And today I'll be talking about the three biggest concerns for the Seminoles offense in 2022. This season will be pivotal for Mike Norvell and the Seminoles. While they have improved their offense and raised the floor for this team, there are still some major concerns heading into the season. The first big concern is keeping Jordan Travis on the field. When Jordan Travis plays, the Seminoles and their offense have been very successful. Under Norvell, this team is 7-6 and six with Jordan Travis playing, and without him, they have a 1-7 record. Personally, I'm not a big fan of referring to a QB's win-loss record, but given the drop-off in the quality of play without Travis, the win-loss record is a reflection of how significant that drop-off is. Last season, Travis was responsible for 45% of the team's yards from scrimmage, more than 50% of the team's touchdowns, while he's playing 60% of the dropbacks from last season. Simply put, he is the generator of this team's offense. Behind Jordan in 2021, no quarterback could get in a rhythm and put together consistent enough play. So while I have seen Jordan take steps to keep improving, the backup position behind him has gotten worse. This season, the only new quarterback that is in the building is A.J. Duffy. He's a true freshman who may have a bright future, but is still learning to play the game of college football, and the adjustment from high school to college for any athlete is very challenging, but the quarterback position is the most challenging. So it will be hard to project what he'll look like this season. Jordan needs to be healthy for this team and the offense to be successful. Without him, it'll be a struggle to get to five wins for the Seminoles, which would be disastrous for Mike Norvell and his staff. 
They need Jordan, and they need him to be healthy. Now, the next big concern heading into this season is the wide receiver position and the lack of production at that position. Under Mike Norvell, the Seminoles haven't had a receiver finish the season with more than 30 catches or 400 yards. No receiver in the 2021 season had a 100-yard game. Last season, the struggles at that position were clearly a talent deficit, with the players being unable to win one-on-one and create necessary separation. But this offseason, the team brought in four different receivers via the transfer portal, and some of their young receivers should continue to improve. Micah Pittman will work well in Mike Norvell's system that focuses so much on production out of the slot. Coming from Oregon, he didn't get as much play there in his first few seasons, but he could be one of the focal points of this offense. While the other transfer receiver who will make a big impact, Johnny Wilson, offers a skill set that is just lacking in this receiver room. At 6'7", he's going to be a possession contested catch monster, as long as he can keep up the consistency he's shown in the fall camp. While the other two transfers that jumped in this season are hard to project, given that Winston Wright is returning from a leg injury, he sustained in a car accident, and his timeline is to be determined. While Deuce Span, who has shown flashes and has improved every single practice, is still very much a work in progress. He's a talented player, and he could get some run with special teams this season, but having him contribute as a receiver on this team will be few and far between, and I expect this to be a development year for him. This influx of talent should help improving the receiving room, along with the players they already have in place, like Malik McLean, a player who's a true freshman last season who showed flashes at time, but still needs to improve on his consistency and get better as a player. There are other players as well, like Ontario Wilson, Pokey, who showed flashes last year. He had games coming near 100 yards, he had big plays, and he had big moments for this team, but he still has room for growth, as well as slot receiver Ja'Kai Douglas, who had major explosive plays for this offense last year, but has lacked that consistency that he needed over a whole season. But all in all, this room was one of the major weaknesses this this time last year. This year, that needs to change, and I expect it to change, and they need to show the ability to win some of those one-on-one matchups that they were just failing to produce last year. This year will be pivotal for this receiver room as Jordan Travis has vastly improved his game as a passer. The next and last biggest concern for this offense this season will be improving the quality of the offensive line. In 2021, the line was disastrous and inconsistent, with 21 different starting offensive line combinations in their 12 games. No matter how much talent you have, that kind of inconsistency is just too much to overcome for any team. Over the course of the first six games, the Seminoles only had the same starting offensive line from one game to the next once. While they do have some talent at that that position group and have shown that they can recruit it well and build on it, that kind of inconsistency is just too tough. And being successful as an offense uh, becomes very difficult when you have so much change happening. But Alex Atkins and the staff have been hard at work. They brought in 10 new offensive linemen with four coming via the transfer portal. All of those transfers they brought in also have starting experience at multiple positions. While Caden Lyles, one of those transfers, has gone down with the season-ending injury, this team is returning four of their five most experienced starters. And with an influx of talent, they should be able to improve the line. The line has shown vast improvement in spring and fall camp, and they will have competition at most spots, but they still need to show that on the field. This year, they've been able to play two 
three teams deep in practice because of this depth at offensive line, whereas last season they would struggle to, to fill out the second team with quality depth. The Seminoles are in a pivotal year for Mike Norvell, and these big questions surrounding his offense need to be answered this season. I do believe that Jordan Travis is a very, very good football player, and he's doing all that he can to stay healthy, but he needs to keep himself out of harm's way this year, and the team needs to protect him well enough with this improved consistency at the offensive line. At that receiver position, they need to support Jordan. He has not had that support in his first few years with the Seminoles. Hopefully, with players like Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson improving this room, the other players around them should be able to contribute even better and better. And while this will not be a strength of the team, as long as it's not a weakness, that will be a vast improvement from where they were this time last year. And along the offensive line, they just need to make sure that they can get some cohesiveness. Now, some of that is kind of out of their hands. Injuries happen. You never know what's going to happen in a season, and you can't depend on having all five starters for every single game. But they have prepared themselves well enough for any injury that might come. So if they have any um, inconsistencies, if they have any injuries, if they deal with any kind of weakness along the offensive line, if, if they struggle at all, they have quality players behind their starters who can come in and fill positions immediately, even if they want to move players around to different positions. So no matter what, they position themselves well to improve this offense and improve this team. So while these are big questions for Mike Norvell and his staff, they've done a lot to try and answer those concerns that fans and media might have. So while this defense should be in a good place this year for the Seminoles, they should be excellent. Um, improving this offense will still rely on all these questions that we're asking today. So for the Seminoles, as long as they can make sure that they have improved at these key spots and have positioned themselves well to deal with any kind of bad luck that might go their way, um, they've put themselves in a much better position with all moves they've done this offseason. So it's out of their power now. Only the season will come, and we'll see what happens. But with all the offseason moves this team has made, this offense should be improved while still having some of those questions.